0: Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go-to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast, It's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your own quest. Never underestimate the butterfly effect of a single good deed. The Bellini, that light sparkly refreshment that was named after an Italian painter, Giovanni Bellini. It was an iconic invention that would never have come about without one altruistic kindness. Back in the early 1900s, a Venetian bartender who was working at Hotel Europa named Giuseppe Cipriani once decided to loan, let's call him a trust fund kid from America, some money. What happened was this. Harry Pickering was a wealthy kid from Boston, and he was disowned by his wealthy family for too much partying. So he came to Venice with his aunt, who was apparently trying to help him with the drinking issue. But after an argument with her, she left him in Venice. So he was now stuck with no way to get back to America. He happened to be staying at Hotel Europa in Venice, where, of course, Giuseppe was working as a bartender. So this young kid, Harry, was quickly running out of cash after his aunt skip town and had no way to get home after the argument. The kind-hearted Giuseppe decided to lend this kid, Harry Pickering, 10,000 lire. Harry accepted the money and he left Venice right away and he wasn't heard from again in two years. Then one day, Harry reappeared out of the blue with an envelope for Giuseppe. It contained the original 10,000 lire plus 40,000 lire more. Giuseppe's act was a random act of kindness from a stranger but now Harry considered him a friend so he suggested that Giuseppe use the extra money to open a bar he agreed and decided to name it after Harry and Harry's bar was born opening on May 13th 1931 many icons have come to Harry's bar over the years and still do today as it's now a part of Cipriani's worldwide hospitality brand with over 30 locations. Over the years, Harry's Bar has been a meeting place of writers like Lord Byron, Marcel Proust, Orson Welles, Truman Capote, and Ernest Hemingway, who even had his own favorite table at the corner. Not just writers were regulars at Harry's. Back in the days, you could have found Charlie Chaplin, Gary Cooper, Arturo Toscanini, and Woody Allen. Going through this guest list may make you think that all the most iconic personalities of the 20th century, had at least one cocktail there. Giuseppe San Rigo, says that Harry's bar has a soul of its own which few would dispute. Now, on to the Bellini, which was born at Harry's bar in Venice, thanks to our friend Harry Pickering. So, the peach Bellini. It is said that the Bellini was born in the 1930s by Giuseppe, founder of Harry's Bar, using pureed white peaches, which many Italians enjoy marinating fresh peaches in wine. But to give the drink a pink hue, Cipriani added a bit of raspberry or cherry juice. This delicious cocktail was also in demand at the bar's New York location, so the Bellini was named after Giovanni Bellini, a 15th century painter. You'll find this recipe to the original peach Bellini in the show notes, as well as the recipe for bacala manticato, which was created during the 18th century in Venice. Our guest from week five of the Venice series, Monica Cesarato, shared this recipe, which can be found in her book, Andar Perbacare. It's a cicchetti with cod. What's interesting about cod is that the use of salt cod in Venetian cuisine was first introduced back in the 1400s by Pietro Querini, who was shipwrecked on the Norwegian island of Rost. But Querini and his crew learned how to salt cod from the local fishermen. So that was another happy accident. So our next recipe is we've got the classic Venetian spritz, which, by the way, isn't a drink, but a lifestyle. And you'll see most Venetians drinking one around 4 p.m. That recipe is in the show notes as well. And then finally, we have the very first celebrity chef and food writer. I love this guy, Bartolomeo Scappi, who who wrote the revolutionary opera a cookbook that was published in 1570 in Venice. It has over a thousand recipes and Renaissance kitchen preparations. So interesting. By Bartolomeo's mid-30s, he was running the kitchen of Cardinal Campeggio and was later personal chef to the Pope Pius IV at the Vatican. With regard to Bartolomeo's Italian Renaissance recipes, Sugar appears in 90% of his recipes, which was an ingredient brought in from the New World, considered a luxury item back in the day, and it was served to nobility as if it was caviar. Sugar was like caviar back then. If you buy Bartolomeo's cookbook, I believe it's printed in Italian, English, and possibly also Dutch, you'll find that rosewater was also a staple in many of his recipes, which was a widely used ingredient in Persian, Middle Eastern, and Indian cooking. This chef had a boundless imagination and was heavily influenced, of course, by ingredients that would have passed through the silk trade route. Scappi was also a performer. His pioneering spirit that was revealed in his dishes just wasn't enough. His banquets were the talk of royal courts and nobility, because he deemed food as not just art, but performance art. Once he served a peacock with metal rods through it in four directions to imply to the guests that it might still be alive and had just been speared, but as with any great artist, Scappi only ever worked to please and amuse himself. As architecture was so deeply revered as an art during this era, Scappi was possibly also the first who believed food was just as important as marble and deserved to be treated with the same artistic reverence. So, I've also included two recipes from Bartolomeo's book, Tortellini with Capon Meat, and Scappi's Braised Beef below. It's fascinating, this recipe. You'll also find links to his ancient cookbooks in both Italian and English. I'm sure you can find the Dutch translation if you Google it and look hard enough. You should be able to find that. So this concludes our city series on Venice. I hope you've been inspired and I do hope that you email me and share your travel stories with me. Buon appetito.